one of the cannons here. He did strange things. Look at the underside of those panels. They've got markings on them. Jesus Christ. We're breaking a seal. What do I do? The Apocalypse players present All Hallows Tide, or Much Ado About Lead Lightning. Act 5. The Crypt. Killigrew, your reaction to this sprawling mass of creatures on the bank of the river is, is succinct, but dramatic. <laughs> what do you do? I rip my shirt open. I've kept feeling this burning in my left pap. Um, every time something unusual happens that... <sighs> references our bond and it makes me feel like we're under some kind of what's the word you use a geese a geese under some kind of geese and i have to see i have to see because in in my from my experience there is a mark there's a visible mark i rip open my shirt and i try not to see the the scalded mark underneath the locket i wear and have always worn I try not to see the scold that that's left. And instead I look to my, to my chest to see if there's any sign of the geese that holds us, that binds us together. Yes, you do. And what does Chase do uh, at the bottom of that, uh, the base of the chapel? Now that he's, he's seen this symbol. I'm still calling up to Sparrow. I see that he's sort of had a look at it. I say, what do you make of that? Is this not a ward that we are breaking? We may be releasing something. They have only told us half the story here. No wonder they're paying us top shilling for roofing. Is there, is there, can I recognise anything about the symbol? You're not so foolish as to recklessly tear it off or anything like that. So yeah. as soon as he gave you cause to stop, you stopped. And so you get down to look at it. And as your focus is taken, the two of you can see it more clearly in the moonlight as, as Sparrow shifts it. And you both recognize it as the Theban text. And it almost looks like the start of the signature of a name. And in that moment, Chase, you feel the pressing remembrance of the contract before you. You were standing by the table, and Gage was there, and the scrivener's knife, and no ink. And he'd said to you, what say you? And after all your service. And what is the alternative death? Do you not know that, Mr. Chase? Have you not eyes? Can you not sense? I've sensed plenty, I have. Death does not scare me, sir. So I would ask you this. If all you can offer me is life, well, can you sweeten it in any way? I would seek... I would seek to sense more. Can you roll your bargaining with a, um... with an up die? So, it's a d8. I'm using black dice today. Nice. Black and white. Black for the black mirror of John D. Yeah. Uh, a two. Disappointing. He, he nods and says, I shall tell you a thing I tell very few others. I don't work for D. I work for Walsingham. You know his name. He's the Queen's spy master. Indeed. And you could be a spy. There is no joy in that. And he takes out a little box of silver. He opens up. And he takes out a single golden strawberry blonde hair. And he puts it back in his pocket. And he winds it up. And then he reaches over to you. And then he whispers something. His hands don't move. His eyes go white. It sounds like... And then... 
you are frozen to the spot. You cannot move. And he just tucks this golden hair into a pocket that was not there in your shirt. And he says, that is the true gold. That is the hair of the queen when she was a young woman. I bind you to the cause. That is true joy. As you will come to realize, Walsingham has an art that calls upon you. Your mechanisms are needed. Your craft is needed. The handcraft of your folk is needed. The others cannot understand that. They are but cows. Sheep. I can believe that. I have served a gentleman and a lady. I have looked after their premises better than they could. For I have noticed that almost everyone I meet who is supposedly my better is largely incompetent. You shall not have that issue with me. Not with you, good sir, I'm sure. But there are many. There are many with airs and graces and no wits. <laughs> he leans in very, very close. And he just whispers to you and says, When the time comes, you will need all three keys. And you feel a key being pressed into your hand with a number. And once you're out in the corridor, once you've signed your name, you look and you see the number. What is the number? Three, I presume. Killigrew, on the roof, your hand goes in and you find a pocket that shouldn't be there, that you hadn't felt. It's in the lining of your shirt. And it's got red thread around the corners of it. Quite crudely done. And yet somehow you didn't feel it. And you're sort of scrabbling, but you feel the line of it and you feel it like a thread and then you realise it isn't a thread. And there's a hair. There's a hair? Yeah. A golden strawberry blonde hair. And it is wrapped around a key. With a number. Yeah. Well, correct me if I'm wrong, but this isn't a key that I was given by Richard Gage. This is a key I've carried for some time. Is that right? Yes, it's the same one that you've had from before. Exactly. And what is the number? Well, it's a, it's a silver key on a silver chain, and it's engraved with the number 66. Well, I mean, in some ways, everything all adds up, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> you hear this scream from the room which you're all gathered around, but it's the room below you. But it, but it sounds like it's happening in the same place that the giant is buried, that the Bruach are crawling. You have, a, you have a keen sense that it might not be heard by anyone who was not truly listening. And then you can hear this. It gets more desperate and ragged, and you feel like this, someone is ebbing away. I'd like to see if I can peel back a little corner of one of the pieces of lead and whether I can see down. You see him doing the sparrow. In which case, I'll definitely go up to him and sort of uh, shadow him and see if I can tell anything from what he reveals. Killigrew, can you give me a luck coin as you're explaining about the Theban text? Crown. It's not, it's tails. It's, uh, you see cross. another image from the Theban text. Now, with your, with your studies from the demonium... Demoniorium. Demoniorium. De principibus et regibus demoniorium. The demoniorium does contain Theban text, and you are familiar with it. It is the language of witchcraft. It certainly is. I believe as your tradecraft of vigilance, I'm going to give you... I'm going to give you this in, in your WhatsApp. It is the key. And you have two of these symbols before you. The two panels that you've pulled up are an L and an S. As in, as in the one that 
he's pulled up and the one that I've pulled up, or the two that... As in the group has now access to those two. Um, an L and an S are the two symbols that have been shown. They, they, they don't look like an L and an S. They look like two witchcraft Theban text symbols. But you can translate them to an L and an S. I hiss up. Fran, be careful. I hear the hiss and I say, Serpentum, listen to me. I think you're breaking a ward up there. I'm not sure it's wise. Maybe it's to contain something that should not be released. Sparrow, can you give me a physical uh, roll? I would love to. We are pawns in this game. Oh, God. Six. Nice. Good Good pass. You, you hear murmuring in Latin from below and back behind you, In you think, in the chancel. Listen, I'm going in there. I'm going to get it out of them what's really going on. Okay, so you, you, are you going to head back to the door or are you going to head round to one of the entrances? If I can sneak through the... the um, Cloister's closer to the... The south yeah. side there. Yeah, yeah. So if you go through the cloister, it's dark in here and you have no candle. Mm. Uh, unless you've taken the lantern... No, I want to maintain secrecy. I want to see. I want to. I want to see what they're doing before I get to them. Yep, perfect. Could you give me a physical check? Six. Perfect. So not only are you going as silently as you can, but you see in the middle of the cloister what looks like a deer's head with flowers around it in a circle, sweet blooms. It looks like it's been there for some time. It's been damp. What the bloody hell? Do you wish to know more? Yes. You go over. Could you roll supernatural for me? Six again. Is that, that's top, right? Yeah. This is the business of the Hollow Hills. Someone has left offering. And as you think that, white spiders begin to crawl from the thing's eyes. Tiny. But, but hundreds of them start to pour out over the surface of the, of, and all of the blooms start to rot and, and the flesh of the, of the deer's head begins to rot fast. Oh, bollocks. Could you roll unravelling for me? Oh, should hope so. And we'll go back to the other two. What are you two going to do? You, you, basically, you're physically stopped. There were these two up. It's Theban text. He's just said, you've, you've broken a ward. It does ring true. There have been these groans in the earth, cries. Can I study one of them? It's just a letter, so that one, one has got an L and one has got an S. So either you get them all up, you get the impression that there's a sequence, or you stop... Maybe put them back or uh, that kind of thing. In which case, I put them back. If if that's my impression, I put them back. Sparrow starts to put his back. Killigrew, I I make it look like I'm putting mine back. Um, but I leave. <laughs> I leave. I leave a little room for something to get in or out. I seem to recall that deception is one of the abilities you have on your up dice list so I will give you an intellectual up die to roll deception. Is that a d10? I've rolled a nine. <gasps> he sees nothing. To Sparrow you have placed it back perfectly. And I don't even know why I'm doing it. Yeah, it's pure instinct. And then are the two of you leaving? I'm not waiting for him, I'm climbing down. I put my hood up and I follow him down. Chase. I rolled an eight on my unravelling. Not only do you master it, this is not just the hollow hills. There is a corruption here. You are sure of it. Dark magics that have been held at check by something quite opposite. And your mind leaps to what you hope it might be. And you think of the light that you saw coming out of the boy. And you think... You know, these guys are the servants of light. Either that's a horrific misrepresentation of them because they're the opposite. It's like a sort of, it's the light of uh, uh, Morningstar. Or 
Or what if there is something at work here that has been turned over and, and it could be turned back? Who knows? You're not sure, but you kind of get this sense that there's something else here that is of mechanism and of design. Mm. My black bile in particular is interested in the organisation of what's going on. I'm convinced at this point that it's something to do with... It's not just geography. Um, and didn't you mention geomantics earlier? That it's not just geography, it's also that the, there's a reason this church is domed rather than has a tower. There's something architectural going on, clearly. And so I want to take a moment and just take stock of the building itself and see if there's a way I can glean whether this is meant to be a ward that traps something evil or if it is uh, more like a valve that can be tapped for something good if that's possible a big ask maybe well now let me see here because it says here it says here my friends the third section of vigilance says Inspiration sprung from the possession of all the puzzle pieces or the keystone in a complex conundrum. Hmm. And you are close to that, but you don't yet have the keystone. You do have some things that seem to be indicating. So what all of those channel for you, I think, is the roof is good o over the dome and the room. Scranton's gone for the dome, and he's doing a ritual mm. at the dome. You can hear him now. You can hear the Latin murmur, the drone. I, as I stepped over the, the trapdoor to get in... As you stepped over the trapdoor, what did you feel? Well, what I was thinking was, if, if that's the way I've come, I'd like to go back to the trapdoor to see... It's, it's but a moment it away. Lock. It's but a moment away. If it has locks on it. It has no locks. It's rotten. It's filthy. Hmm. Hmm. If anything, you think it may be corrupt. Hmm. And as, as so you think that, and you look back, you see how pristine the room to the north is. So I'm going to go back with that keystone that you found, Killigrew and Sparrow. You've gone down. You're next to the northern room. Which, which way are you going in? Since I'm already... Concealed in my cloak. I don't want to draw attention to myself by going in through the door, so I'd like to try and go in through the south entrance. But while I do, I'd like to be racking my brains. We've pulled up bits of roof with letters on, and, and, and I got the sensation some time back that names was key, and I want to see if I can think of the name which might have been, whether these letters are part of a name I mean, it's a, all I've got is an L and an S. I've already uttered the name of Alastriel tonight. But is there anything else that might... Is it? Give me a supernatural with an up die for all of your superb thinking. It's a six out of eight. Strong, str strong. You are aware that... The hieroglyphic monad is powerful and the construct of the hermetic, uh, alchemical and rational systems of magic, the angelic systems of magic, thrive on order being used within the human circle, whereas things for, of the hollow hills thrive on releasing chaos into order. And you begin to think, I either need to know the name that is being protected or the name of the thing that is being held. Something is holding something else at, a, at, a, at an abeyance, but something has changed because of the understanding on All Hallows' Eve, and the balance has shifted. Mm. Mm. There's an there's a awful sinking sensation in your stomach when you think, I need all of the letters. Otherwise, there's nothing, I, otherwise I can't know. But there might be another way. Having had this realisation... I duck in through the south entrance of the church, but keeping myself against the wall, don't want to draw the attention of whoever was screaming within. 
and I get out my spyglass again and I see if I can use my spyglass to see the underside of the lead pieces in the church roof from within the church. To do that, you would have to go into the room, which is through the nave. It's, it's, it's the room with the bed that you have in your map. It's the one room with the bed. Fine. Well, in that case, I will, um, I will carefully make my way in that direction, trying to keep myself concealed against the wall. So, so he sneaks in, Sparrow. Are you going to follow him? Yes, I shall. So the two of you sneak in, um, and you see uh, Locke, and Scranton is, is swirling around in the centre of quite a complex, like a much more sophisticated version of the base structure of the hieroglyphic monad. He's, he's trying to use angelic magic to scry, to find a thing. You think it may be the book that they were talking about. And that does give you a bonus, so you can have an up die on your physical check to sneak across to the northern room. Uh, just before I do, I lean into um, Sparrow and I say, even as I'm saying it, I think, I sort of think to myself, why am I asking this, this dolt of a man intellectual question like this? But <laughs> who else is here? Little, little do you know, he's thumbing in his pocket a relic that may be from another dimension. <laughs> you and me both, buddy. <laughs> I lean in and I say, um, I say, Mr. Sparrow. Yeah. Tell me, my instincts are failing me. These men who brought us here, these men we serve, do we feel they act in our best interests? I must say I'm, I've lost all perception of whether of whether we should be serving them or preventing them from doing whatever it is they attempt to do. After all, they saved us from the gallows, Listen, but... Francis, I, I don't pretend to be a wise man. I don't pretend to know more than you, certainly. But all I know is... Uh, fool me. <laughs> well, all, I, all I'll say is, uh, here we are, stealing lead off the church roof of a small parish. What's that about? We've seen the symbols. We know it isn't about what they said it was about. Either way, we can't trust these people. We can trust in each other, perhaps. Perhaps. Chase, you see, out of the corner of your eye, the figure of Sparrow just leaning forwards, talking to someone. I skulk over to him. As you turn, you feel the ground underneath you weakening. Terribly. Could you give me a physical check? Oh, shite. That's a one. And it gives way. Ooh. The trapdoor drops, and the ground around it just collapses in a, in a rot of maggots. And you slide down into the catacombs. I, if I can, I'm going to shout for Sparrow as I do. Sparrow! I love it. I love it. Always me in it. And and you do indeed. Uh, and the t and the two of you whip round and hear it. But you also see Locke whip round. But of course Scranton, totally engaged, turning ever faster in a circle, as if in a grip of angelic frenzy. Is is Scranton still drawing, or is he he's just, just spinning? He's 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 kneeling, spinning round. And correct me if I'm wrong, he looks exactly like Matt Hancock, right? Yes. Exactly <laughs> like Matt Hancock. Cunt. Um, My mind has been made up. I know what I'm going to do. Break his neck. Um, <laughs> whatever happens, as, as I land, I want to shout up. I want to shout up and say, Don't you see? This whole thing is a, a model of the universe. I am in hell, gentlemen. There's a ladder there on the right-hand side, Dom. A long corridor opens up with a right-hand room and then a sort of spreading sense of corridors off to the right. But disturbingly for you, a dragging figure is at the furthest end of the corridor 
lit by pale shafts of subterranean cracks. Oh, God. And it appears to be something of the grave dragging itself along. In that terrible moment of realising that it is undead, mm. could you give me both both an intellectual and an unravelling? But intellectual first. See if you recognise something specific about it. Three. Success. No, no falter. And a five. And success. No falter. He wears a friar's garment. A large, a large rotten body is dragging itself towards you. And you can hear other sounds from the corridor further down. The other merry men. Uh, the other merry men, I, th- I think it's said out loud. So, Sparrow, what do you do? With this, this cry of sparrow, sparrow, and then you feel like there's earth falling away elsewhere. You can, you can hear it dropping. <laughs> Wet, dank, reminds you of the tree. So I hear this noise, but then I'm faced with them. Who's in front of me? Killigrew as well, right? Yeah, yeah, it's Killigrew's right by you. Killigrew, Locke, and Scranton. Scranton's kneeling, but he's sort of rocking round in the, in the grip of a hermetic spellcasting. I'm not a huge fan of Locke. I'll be honest. I mean, they are members of the Society of Light, and they are heretical members of the Society of Light. Obviously, you are you are a member of a heretical society also, just not the same. It isn't the same, though, right? It's, you know, when I look at Locke, it's not the same as when I look at um, Killigrew. No, no, there's, there's no sense of bond. Yeah, exactly. No. Gatehouse said he blagged his way into this position to get this job for you all. You get the impression these guys are nothing to do. They're nothing to do with Walsingham. They're nothing to do with D. No, exactly. They want what these guys are looking for. And ultimately, these guys seem to have a way of getting to know that this was all going on. Killigrew does what? So I look at Scranton, who's he's on his knees. Yeah. In the middle of a wide circle of beautifully inlaid chalk. So I, I focus my mind on, on his knees and I open my hand in front of myself like this and I say, Magna Pustula Daimoniorium. It's using a favour. And I s- attempt to scald his kneecaps as they rest on the ground. There's a few seconds that go by, and I think we need to know what Chase and Sparrow do in those few seconds. <laughs> so, Chase, you have a very direct issue, which is an undead friar is crawling. I mean, it, his body is disgusting. It's sort of mucus and filth and bone and hanging flesh. But he's crawling towards you, and one hand comes up. I mean, he's a good ten yards away. I speak to him. Yeah. And I say, um, what is this place? What does it hide? <laughs> Bits of his mouth come out when he sort of... But he's obviously trying to kind of clear, because the first attempt to speak was failed. Take your time. And then, and then he takes his time. I cough sympathetically. <coughs> and he comes in and he goes, Is she safe? Is she safe? <sighs> and then his eyes, or one eye, the other eye is sort of kind of going up into the sky and the, and the blood and the mess. But the one eye seems to just be the last aspect of him that's holding together. And, and it opens wide, as if in recognition. And he pulls out the last part of his good hand, the other one is sort of just basically skeleton, and he says, The device you will understand. And then and everything about him freezes, and he goes, He is behind me. The cannon is behind me. And he just falls apart just splats across the floor. Could you give me an unravelling check? Three. Passed. Somehow you're haunted, possibly because of the mention of the device. Mm. 
and all of these signs and symbols that you've been having of order and structure, but the organic mess in front of you is death incarnate. And then you feel this intense cold rush up the corridor. I call back to Sparrow. Sparrow, I need your key. Yeah. All right. Um, and in that moment, I hear him say that. And uh, do I see anything else? or The two of you feel an intense cold wash over you towards the north. And actually, you see frost begin to develop on the on the door and wall of the room. And it absolutely demarcates that wall and that room as the last bastion against the cold. So as I see that, as I see the frost encroaching, I flip my coin into the air just to see if it will catch frost on one side or the other, but also just to decide really whether I live or die. Cross. Cross. You see the frost on the door and you hear Sparrow and you hear him saying, I need your key. But all of your instincts tell you that the northern room is the safe place. And I think you launch, you launch towards it and you throw the door open uh, and, and Locke's head really spins round and now he's broken out of the reverie. His hand goes to the sword, but he's really confused and he sees Killigrew and then you hear this um, amazing howl of pain as Scranton goes, ah! and he suddenly sort of rolls over, clutching at his knees and you feel a kind of spinning inquiry just break into pieces. And you're in this room, which is an empty room, quite... There's a bit of a draft coming from where some, some of the ceiling plaster has fallen down very recently, yeah. where some damage has been done to the roof. But otherwise, you can see this bed, and you can see, as you look, an indentation. It looks like a young woman's silhouette of where a young woman has been lying on the bed, and it's just sinking into the bed, deeper and deeper into the mattress... And the bed itself snaps in two, breaks apart, shatters into pieces. And you see underneath it a door, a mechanism with three locks, a device. And you hear this awful groan. Both Sparrow and Killigrew become aware that a terrible presence is in this chapel now, beneath you. Locke draws his sword, steps forward to the entrance into the cloister and says, Get thee behind me. Mr. Locke, I think it's time you told us what's really going on here. It is the cannon. It is Faudrion, the cannon. I think he is coming up. I could not, I could not think that he would still be able to come back. We want the Book of the Hollow Hills. That is what we want. And what do you want with this book, Mr. Locke? Tell us, for what purpose is this book required? What is any book needed for? What's going on up there? I'm stuck down here. And then he shoves you in the chest. Okay, let's have a physical... What a shit. What an absolute shit. Right. Bastard. Can't believe I blew my blister on his shitty little mate. <laughs> oh no, that's a one. Yeah, you go tumbling. And yeah, you're distanced. You're now out of the fight. So you'll have to get back into it. And he dashes towards the trapdoor. Do we see or hear him coming? Scranton's just, Scranton's rolling around, weeping, okay? My knees, my knees. And it's just getting worse and worse as it's sort of blistering in. He's out. Chase. Did you say that Locke had run to the trapdoor? Locke's heading towards the trapdoor, yeah. But you have the advantage. It's like a move behind, so you can do some stuff. Is there any way for me to crawl out of this hole? So there's the ladder up above you, which is sort of a bit ruined here and there, a bit rotten. But you could try and climb the ladder. Or there is this room off to the right, but you can feel and hear someone approaching at the very end of the corridor. Well, I'd like to try and climb back up. Yeah. And if I can see Locke coming towards me. Well, give me a physical check first. Three. Good. Yes, you do. One of the rungs gives way, but you grab to the next one. Then another one gives way under your foot. 
I don't fully get out. And when I see him, I make, uh, <laughs> with one hand, I, I make a symbol and I whisper, Black Pudding Bikelet. <laughs> I love it. That's your favour. <laughs> yeah. And I aim to scare him. Nice. Of course you do. Is it a sound? Creak. Oh, it's right behind him, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so he's, he's, he's charging forward, looking extremely dynamic. Y- you realise at that moment that he's really quite good looking. And it's all quite heroic and dynamic. And he's charging forwards. And then there's this awful creaking sound behind him. And he leaps like a mouse. Yeah, if I can have it so that it's, like, next to him, so there's a chance he might fall into the hole, that would be even better. So, like, he falls forwards. Yes, okay. Give me a supernatural roll. Ah, it's a one. Did you say there was a mechanism with which to re-roll? Yes, there is fortune. Well, now's the time to use it, I think. Now is the time. Now's the time, if ever there was. It does replenish, should we ever return to this madness. (laughs) Five. Perfect. So he pitches forward into the empty space just next to the ladder, terrified. Sort of, his heroism is is his undoing. Pratt, I whisper as he falls past me. <laughs> and as he falls down, you see at the, at the far end of the corridor what you thought you'd taken a glimpse of at the corner of the church earlier. Meaning. <laughs> At a horrible angle. In a, in a, you now realise in a rotten black cannon's robes. Hmm. A face that is not a face. There are no eyes there. Only longing. Could you roll unravelling? Two. Yes, that's what I like to hear. You falter. You now are on to uh, D6. And actually, just for the thrill of it, could, could we have a humour check there? Oh, yeah. Yeah, how do I do that? Could you roll 1D8 for me? Three. It is a three, which is black bile. Melancholy has been the motif of our group. Overwhelmed by extreme emotion... Your eyes fill with tears. Your body is racked by sobbing. Please take a chance to complete the action of climbing out of the crypt. (laughs) Heads. Tis heads. Tis heads and you climb out. (laughs) We are bound for worms. Maggots. You run towards the others. Killigrew, what are you doing? I was stood there chatting to uh, uh, Locke, but, but he ran away. You were on the ground. You got up. Yeah, so I, I am, I'm, I'm, I'm making my way into the, the north room because my original thought was I wanted to have a look at the letters on the roof. I mean, I feel like maybe that moment has passed, but that's still what I want to do. You see Sparrow standing there with a, with a key in his hand looking at it. And, and before him is this weird sight of the ruined bed and these three locks. I don't think that is wise, Sparrow. No? What would a man like you know of such things? You smell this awful wave of, of rot coming from, from the subterranean crypt. The subterranean location. Yeah, yeah, subterranean location. <laughs> you see Chase dashing through like a cannonball shot out of uh, out of a ship's cannon. You're at the entrance, and the three of you are finally together again. And you see it too, Chase. You see this brass door, this beautiful mechanism. I take out my key. Yeah, I'm holding mine in my hand. I, I look at them both like they're completely insane, and I say, can you not smell that stench? Can you not feel that force? Is, th- is there nothing in you that makes you think this door should remain locked? Well, I think if if you've if we've pulled off the warding on the roof, I think this probably is not the main problem. But we have not. And then I realise I did leave one of the tiles slightly. I look up at the roof. <laughs> I can see moonlight. <laughs> is there a? Can I do some sort of psychology check? 
whatever the equivalent would be intellectual role yeah Killigrew while he gives me the intellectual check on you could you give me a supernatural check yeah I mean I don't I can't am I being really fucking thick why would we want to unlock the door with a fucking undead cannon who's going to come and uh, five five out of six it does occur to you that the, the ice stopped the freezing stopped on the wall so the evil seemed to come up and hit this place. So you've either unleashed something directly underneath this panel or you've broken a warding that is to do with this and, and therefore this whole room could be part of... This could be the warding, this room. And, uh, yeah, I got a four. And I think, Sparrow, you see all of that happening in Killigrew's mind. You see a mind working at furious speed working through multiple options, some of which you realise had never even crossed your mind. Yeah. And you're aware that you're three very desperate men in a room with two keys and one lock that cannot apparently be opened. But this, this, it, it feels calm, this place. Listen, we have a right to know. When they came here, they knew they were going to be safe and they knew we were going to be out there fucked. Right? We have a right to know what it is they came for. And if it is a source of power, we have a right to take it. It can't hurt to look. We can always put it back. I tend to agree with my learned friend here. Some things can never be put back. But all three of you see that the, there, was, there was a complex illusion of flagstones that is fading away, revealing this beautiful brass door which has multiple symbols on, of an intricate pattern that is unknown to you, but you suspect is of the Hollow Hills. I would quite like to grab Killigrew by the back of his neck, now that it's now or never, and just exert more force than would be appropriate for a, for our societal uh, relationship and say, uh, get your fucking key out, cunt. <laughs> Could uh, Killigrew and Sparrow... <laughs> Toss their coins. Heads. Cross. I got heads. And it is cross. Then unfortunately it is the physical advantage goes to Sparrow. What were you going to do, Killigrew? Because it is almost simultaneous. I take my key out and I hold it to my mouth. I hold my hand to my mouth and I go to put my key into my mouth. Sparrow grabs your neck and the key goes into your mouth as that happens. I wouldn't swallow it, mate, because we're not going to be waiting for it to come out the other end. And I try I try to swallow, but the hands around my neck are too tight, <laughs> and I can't, I can't swallow it. An intense pain goes through your left breast. You all take one hit. Oof. Oof. Yeah. And with that, I bring it back up. It just comes out. An intense evil is now crossing the nave. I throw, so I throw the key down on the floor and then I back up against the wall. So I'm looking down the nave, but my key is on the floor so they can do what they want with it. You look at the cannon. So you see a leaning figure of death. At, at its base, it doesn't seem to have feet. It seems to have tendrils of shadow. And there are these two golden eyes in this death mask where there should be no eyes. Matted, latticed, white flesh is where its face was. Could you give me an unravelling roll, Killigrew? Yeah, sure. Three. Passed. Chase, Sparrow, you have one key each and there's another one on the door. I, sc I scrabble for the, the other key. I think if I see him scrabbling for it, I'll let him get to it, but I'll maybe go and put mine in. Killigrew, the thing seems to have locked its attention to you, but you can still hear Scranton rolling around. And actually, Scranton's hand reaches the lintel of the door of the room that you're in. And he goes, For God's sake, help me! And for the first time, this thing, the cannon, looks down at this figure, as if it's distracted him slightly for a brief moment. Meanwhile, in the room, you put the keys in, and you hear, you hear this sigh as the mechanism, and Chase, could you give me a supernatural roll? Just Chase. Three. You gain the ability devices just by watching this happen. Oh, nice. 
The mechanism slides over and you see cogs whirring and something just falls into place for you about how this has been affected. You see all sorts of intricately connected concepts of handcraft meeting the reading that you've done. And underneath, underneath, you see the mummified body of a nun clasping a book. The Hollow Hills. You're sure of it. You get a beatific sense of certainty. I reach in and I pluck out the book. Very good. Sparrow, you've seen that happen. And as it happens, the nun opens her eyes. <laughs> and you see beautiful eyes of a, of a woman, maybe, maybe in her 20s. Uh, and then she just starts to crumble to dust. And the whole thing just disappears, and, the t- and, the, and all of the bronze of the mechanism rusts. Chase is very much alive, and, and has the book, and is moving faster than you can really comprehend. My only action is to get out of this church. And um, if Chase is just r- pelting it, I'm going to try and run with him, but grab Killigrew if Killigrew isn't moving on the way out. A sense of bond. Give me a physical roll. Lovely. I rolled a one. Uh, you grab him, but like a bit of cloak comes off in your hand. The whole cloak. I think I shake the cloak off. And- yeah, the whole the whole cloak pulls away, but it but it does pull him forward. Killigrew, you've now been pulled forward, and the two of you are sort of tumbling towards the cannon. And as that happens, I. I pull the, the scissors out of my pocket that I've been carrying around. Ooh. Yes, he does have a pair of scissors. And I run at the cannon, and I thrust them up under what, where I think his chest should be. And I, I'm right up there next to his putrid, rotting face. And I say, Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. I should have died. Two days passed. I'm on borrowed time. And I twist the scissors again to see if they do anything. And his his eyes flicker, and you and you realise they're they're like the eyes of owls. And you hear a thousand screams from the bruach on the on the on the river, and then they come back stronger than ever. And he snaps your hand off, and he just and he starts to eat it. And it's at that point, as your body starts to fade away, that a comrade joins, and and Gatehouse drags the other two out, and the boy appears, and you realise it isn't the boy at all. You realise it's the woman who was brought up from the cells with you, as your wrist is pumping out blood, and she reaches into your doublet, and she stuffs your wound wart onto your ruined right hand, your main hand, and everything goes black. This was an Apocalypse Players production. You can keep up to date on the Apocalypse Players by following us on Twitter at ApocPlayers or going to our website, apocalypseplayers.com. If you're enjoying the podcast, please do like, subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you choose to consume these foul offerings. And don't forget to come back each week for fresh horrors. Thanks for listening.
It is three days since All Hallows' Inn. I have been asked to make some account of the business of St. Theobald's. For the purpose, Gatehouse has given me an obsidian stone with a smoky depth to it that I do not like to study long, and I am told I am to speak my thoughts into it. At first I thought it a jest. It was not. Squally Chase and Alexander Sparrow woke me here, at this inn outside of Norwich, having watched two days over me in my fever. From the descriptions given me and from my own reasoning, I have determined the following. The secret book, The Hollow Hills, which we unearthed and have yet in our possession, held some loose pages within, taking the form of a private account, written in Old English and dating back six hundred years. In it, one Friar Gould befriends a nun named Sister Embler, the very nun whose awful living corpse we found beneath the mechanism of the triple-locked door. Gould and Embler had made a pact to oppose the canon of St. Theobald's, Canon Guillaume Faudrion, to give him his name, an evil fellow and a worshipper of some dark and unravelling thing. Faudrion had barely been stopped. Only Embler's willing sacrifice was sufficient, binding both Faudrion and herself to the wards and runes of the lead roof. So long as those sheets of lead remained in place, the book and Faudrion would remain interred, hidden and forgotten. Gould's last act was an enchantment upon himself, that he might be a warning revenant to aid any who may disturb the work. Gatehouse assures me that we were right to take the book and abandon Locke and Scranton. He states the aim was only ever that we use the interests of the Society of Light to our own ends, and that we did so to secure this copy of the Hollow Hills. How you managed the business of our keys I cannot fathom, but angelic favours are perhaps best not perceived in the fullness of their being. Whatever the purpose... Our vigilance was enough, and the hills is in our hands, or hand in my case. It is a unique tome, with diverse marginalia. Due to his working of the Voynich manuscript, Sparrow seems to show some flair with the study of it. I have had but a glimpse, yet I did see a name within, a name forbidden the speaking of, for it is the name of a demon, and a name of power. It is surely the name of the dark fey thing that Canon Faudrion held consort with. Oh, my writing hand itches, and I would scratch it. Now and then I reach out for something with that emptiness. And then I think of Faudrion, plucking my severed right hand to his awful lips, his tombed teeth, and I feel the bite into my flesh. I sense the cool breeze at his grave garments, the leaning, stumbling tread. I see the road he walks even now, this all-hallow tide, wishing to feed again and again, to feed the name that will never be sated, the name that is now free once more, lest it be put back down from whence it came. But I must stop there. I hear footsteps on the stair. They will have my soup supper, no doubt. Hence their uneven, leaning tread. I would not have them hear this. 